Hi, welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 64. Today we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 1, yes. Cross the Line. We are also going to discuss X-Men Dark Phoenix and the Netflix miniseries Unbelievable. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? Doing well. Thank you very much. I am enjoying my time here with you. Aw, me and too. Yeah, I had a good day. I work, got to work on my table. Awesome. Yeah. So now I'm at the, I'm still like, hmm, what color should it be? Should uh-huh. it be, you know, so I just don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do like a whitewash oh, okay. stain. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been sitting there for like a week and a half, two weeks, like just not knowing what to do with it next. Yeah. So I need to get it done because uh-huh. I have some um, patio furniture that I want under there instead. Yeah. So I'm like, come on, I got to get moving. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing great. Um, I started improv again, so I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. So everything's going really well. That's cool. Um, I'm curious. Um, you know, we have our... One of our favorite shows back on air, The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy um, we're back on our Sunday night Walking Dead. Right. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. I don't watch exactly. right away, but um, I've missed the show. Yeah. A lot. I do too. And, you know, we had last season, we had Alpha, like one of my favorite villains in the show. Right. Oh, you haven't done her. Oh, you get to do imitation of her. Oh, this I can't season. wait. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was so glad to see her at the end of the episode. episode? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, she's giving me goosebumps. Anyways, I'm just wondering, you know, with her daughter, Lydia, and then they have Morgan in the group. Negan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Negan in the group. Yeah. Um, would you accept an, a previous enemy into your group? If it came down to it, or would you be like scowling at them if they were accepted by majority of the crew? Like, what? How would you feel? I've had bullies in my life. You know, oh gosh, that's so hard because I guess it depends on what type of enemy they were. Because with Negan, I don't know if I could come back from what he had done to people that I loved. That'd be really hard. Um. I think with Lydia, it would be a little bit easier because she is the child of a villain, yeah. not the actual villain. So I don't know if I was put in that position. I just, whether we ex- I accept them or not, I would just be cautious of them. I would always be trying to figure out, okay, you know, how do I feel? My How does my gut feel? I've got to go with always feeling with, with your gut and, and, and following that lead because I think it's really telling you. Um, the right thing. Yeah. What about I almost, you? Well, I almost wish uh, or feel that it would be um, an experiment for me if one of my bullies did come into my life and let's just say I had to work with them at, at, at work. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's one, I have one bully that I'll never forget. And if I ever saw his face at my job, like I I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could, ex- I think I might be an actor and just kind of see right. how it goes, uh-huh. but I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you'll never that, forget. Because it's traumatic, right? Uh-huh. How do you just forgive and let go when it's something that was traumatic? 
which kind of, you know, it's like, um, we'll talk about later, unbelievable. Yeah. Trauma. It's not something you can just shake off. You know, it's funny. I just something that popped into my mind that I saw on the Today Show this week. They showed, I don't know the crime or anything, but they showed um, an African-American young man on the stand oh. crying. And I think a white woman committed a crime, killed his brother. She was law enforcement. She was a Oh, she officer. was law enforcement. And then he asked the judge to get up and hug her. Mm-hmm. Because he forgave her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that was so powerful. And that is just shows the strength of that young man and his either faith or his, um, I don't know. I think when people can rise above their grief, it, it, it really sets them free. That's really what it is. It's setting them free and not holding on to anything. And I, I just think people like that are so brave. So I, that was like, yeah, Great. Shocking. Thanks, Diana. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do that because I would be like, beat him. <laughs> Drag him down the streets. Handmaid's still. Oh, God. There's just so many things. Oh. I don't even know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Let us know what you think, all of our friends out there. Would you accept an enemy into your group if it came down to it? Yeah. You can comment on our Facebook page, our Instagram, Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and website at Screens and Focus Podcast. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Diana. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts of this season premiere of Walking Dead? Oh my gosh. It was it was really good beginning. I thought it was a really good show. It was so exciting. It was a great way to start season ten. I mean, first it starts off with a satellite in space, and I thought, is this the Walking Dead? I I mean, and then it played a significant role, and I just love that. And I can honestly say I was exhausted a couple of times during this episode at the beginning when they were training and again when they were fighting the fire. So much was happening and I felt like I was right there with them a little bit. And we also get to see a little bit of time has passed and it was great to see where everyone is at at this point. Yes. What about you? I was so excited to watch the season premiere. I was glad that there were tender moments, remembrance of those who we've lost, and the excitement of a disaster, and everyone having to work together to protect what is theirs. Yeah. So that was a great start to the season. Mm -hmm. So it started with training day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did like how they had those segments kind of labeled. I thought that was cool to introduce each section. So I thought that was cool. So it was the beach scene. And it was really cool. Um, you know, all of them, all of the group pulled together. They marched with their weapons and shields. And it felt like it was Roman times. And, oh, my God, the first walker that they left off, they let out of the ship was disgusting and yeah. cool at the same time. And they were all warriors for sure. They had formation and they were strategic. And I loved seeing them like this. I mean, Michonne was so badass as ever. And I loved seeing her slice up the walkers. It was very, very cool. Yeah, it was. I love when the katana can just like slice the head in half. Yeah. 
That's such good special effects right there. Uh-huh. And then Aaron is also leading, and he signals the archers and giving them tactical commands. And it was cool to see Aaron a part of the commands as well. Yeah. I was happy to see that. Even uh, Judith. Yeah. They would yeah. open the their shields, and then she would... <laughs> you yeah. Know. Oh, it's very Cute cool. I love it. I love yeah. her. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Judith, when she found the mask from the pile of items that the children had found, yeah. Um, and then Aaron proposed that the mask as a, was a threat from the Whisperers. He felt that the Whisperers are really good at keeping quiet, typically, and covering their tracks, and this was a way to be found purposely. Mm. Um, Aaron did express to Michonne that he was tired of being the good guy, And he's been good his whole life. He brought up that he is still coping with Eric and Jesus's death. And I think Aaron is really struggling with maintaining peace within himself. And he seems quite angry. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Mm -hmm. I heard that uh, I think that um, he's going to play a more significant role in upcoming episodes. Cool. So, And I really like him. Me too. So, And we've seen him change as it is. Yes. Shift. So it was very cool to see him. Oh, so we also um, see that Carol has been away for a little while. Mm -hmm. So with her and Daryl. So uh, she comes off the ship and they're just, you know, she's runs off the ship and Ezekiel greets her. And he he was so happy to see her. And she's really cordial to him. But she excuses herself and hugs Connie and then, you know, goes off to Daryl. And I felt a bit bad for Ezekiel because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, he is a good guy, right? He's not a bad guy. So she just kind of like, oh, hi, 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 and then runs off. And I think that she's, that for her... Seeing him, it's a reminder of Henry, and she's not wanting to deal with that right now. So she goes off and she talks with Daryl, and you know, he asks her what she's looking for, meaning Alpha, but she says, No, I just needed to get fish and get away from everything. Mm-hmm. And so then they take off on the motorcycle, and he tells her that he wants her to stay, but she's not ready to stay put. And then she gets kind of irritated with his line of questioning and he says sorry if i don't want my best friend to live on a boat and she says best friend (laughs) and she asks him if she should start making matching bracelets and he says i take it back (laughs) and it was so cute to see them banter back and forth and i I just oh man i just love this friendship well i've never seen them this close before and yeah. this much communication between the two. I've never seen Daryl talk as much as he did really at all. Right. And so to be that um, relaxed with her. And I think I remember in uh, Talking Dead, he did say that he will be talking more in the <laughs> new season. So yeah, I thought that was something new for him. You're right. You're right. It totally is. So it was like uh-huh. just he's sitting evolving. There. He's yeah, evolving. Yeah, just sitting there watching them. I was like, really, <laughs> this is different. So they talk about um, what type of people are out in the world and wonder if there is more than this. It's funny because I think this is something I would contemplate, wouldn't you? Yeah, and you know when Carol says, "You ever wonder if this is all there is." And she said, you know, just run into people, kill each other until whoever's left says enough. 
I, I genuinely feel that she is exhausted of fighting, and we have seen her at this point before, and she did leave, mm-hmm. and she got shot by one of the saviors and was found by the kingdom, and that was a game changer for her, yeah. I thought. But mm-hmm. now, with losing Henry, maybe she's... She has just so many shifts, and... Mm-hmm. Because of losing people. I don't know. And then she has to regain herself again. So I get it. I get it that she needs to be away by herself. And I think she's doing it in a healthy way. She's not doing something destructive. Um, But she tells Daryl to go, you know, with her on the boat. And he says, oh, they'll be too cooped up. And then she says, oh, let's go on the motorcycle then. And he's thinking, okay, maybe that's more my speed. And he says, "Uh, you want to run off? And he says, what about going to, you know, New Mexico? And she says, why? Who's there? And he says, they make bracelets there. Mm, So cute. (laughs) So that was a really cute moment. Yeah. And then we see Eugene. And he's been keeping up with baby Coco's growth chart. I thought that's really cute. It reminds me of when I go to Kaiser with the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's always measuring her and, like, checking her out. It's just so cute. What a cute little baby. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, um, you know, as he's doing that, Rosita's out there training and getting in shape and um, listening to music. And he's detailed and he's keeping great track on her progress. And needless to say, he's such a great Manny to Rosita's baby. And he was even looking to see how well she's nursing oh my baby Coco. And Rosita kind of like shies away, like, what the hell? Get away. <laughs> Don't be looking. <laughs> so funny. Um, Rosita is still with Gabriel and co-parenting with Sadiq. I thought that was really... Um, that was the tender moment that I really appreciated uh, Yeah. Um, in this episode, this cute baby and i love rosita yeah, and just yeah to yeah. kind of see where this love quadrant will go because yeah. it's not really a triangle no it's a <laughs> yeah that's crazy it's more of a square. <laughs> <laughs> another tender moment is mm-hmm. with judith and rj and michonne mm. so you you know you hear judith talking to rj and she's telling him a story and it's such a touching tribute to rick and um she tells him how a brave man that was hurt and without his horse and there was a million walkers following him and he couldn't let them cross the bridge because his friends were on the other side so he blew up the bridge and the walkers fell into the water and RJ asks if the brave man went to his friend's house afterward, which, by the way, I thought was so sweet and such a kid thing to say. Yeah. And Judith says, no, he dies and he went to heaven. And RJ wonders, well, did he turn into a walker? And Judith says, no, but he lives in our hearts and he makes us brave, too. Aww. And then we see Mo. And then we see Mo. Then we see Michonne, and she's got all these tears. Oh, man, because she's listening to them, and she goes over to them, and she gives them a hug. And, you know, I love Judith. Mm-hmm. I really do like, I think it's Casey Fleming. Mm-hmm. Um, she is an awesome actress. She really mm-hmm. is. So I just love her. Yeah. She's, she's doing a great job. You guys should follow her on Instagram. She's got a really cute Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's like always traveling around the world, like yeah. doing cartwheels and doing the splits yeah. and like just being adorable. Yeah. And what an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that Soviet satellite, when it was seen falling from the sky and it landed in the woods in whisper territory. Yeah. And it started a fire. 
uh, the group had no choice but to make a decision to cross that border and fight to put that fire out. Uh, but it was risky, um, but they had to do it. Otherwise, everyone would be at risk, including the possibility of affecting the whispers too, uh, being if they were still there. Yeah. Uh, because Daryl and Carol, when they were out there um, and then they were hunting the deer, right. he would not go near that deer because it was on the border mm-hmm. of the Whisper territory. And Carol was like, this could have fed 260 people or something yeah. like that, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, so they let go of the deer. But so it's that important to these people. I mean, head on pikes. Like, remember, you, that was not yeah. that long ago. Well, so. and Carol's like, why are we following her rules anyway? You know, mm. why, you know, it's basically like, why, who, who is she to make up these rules? Uh, the lady that killed your son <laughs> <laughs> and kidnapped a bunch of people. Yeah. And let um, Sadiq have that amazing speech mm-hmm. and to tell it all. But anyways, yeah. okay. So they didn't want to cross the border, but they had to because of the fire is crazy. Um, and they were, like you said earlier, they fought that fire. Um, and I was like, that, they're like, how do they know to, to, to what is it um to do the forest fire right so that's how you put a fire out i is know by, like, doing that border thing like that yes. takes crazy training yes there's a movie that'll teach you how to yeah. do it it's uh-huh. called only the brave uh-huh. i've seen that yeah it's yeah. so good and oh my gosh yeah. um it's just amazing that they knew how to do that and they were able to like snuff the fire out mm-hmm. um so once they had that all done they needed to get out of that territory quickly because they don't know if they're still there eugene wanted to get the parts for the the satellite to take back and use whatever was salvageable for a resource um so michonne okayed five minutes everybody Mm -hmm. move out right i was you know when they were fighting that fire and then they had to fight the walkers too i was thinking the whispers might be among the walkers because there were so many of them yeah and Again, I felt exhausted for them. I, I, I love seeing them in action and fighting off the walkers. I just thought it was a, yeah. A, I can't even imagine filming all of that. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, no. Reminds me of when Carol sliced the neck and like yes. bled all the blood all over yes. the fire. Yes. I That was like crazy. Oh, and all the fire walkers. The walkers on yeah, fire, yeah, like exactly. walking around. Uh-huh. Special effects. Yeah. That was amazing, amazing Sounded yeah. like a very expensive episode. I love, I mean, that was interesting to see uh, Carol that way. I thought, oh, I think we're trying, we're starting to see, you know, that part of Carol emerge again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's okay. I went off. I rested. Well, she didn't rest because she said it was really hard fishing, but I think mentally resting, right? I mean, I think she was, she's ready. <laughs> she gonna get him. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Sadiq, he is having PTSD. Yeah. And I like that they're showing, you know, real issues. I, I'm so glad that they put that in here. I mean, this is something that haunts him and he'll need to deal with it. And he was the only survivor with when Alpha killed all his friends and put their heads on spikes and she let him live so he could tell the others what happened Mm -hmm. and this is just really having an effect on him and i'm just wondering how this will play out on future episodes and um oh 
And did you see his last vision of her was um, Alpha? She was all bloody with a blade and there was blood on her. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was the last shot. So to me, it showed like she had just put the heads probably on spikes and they were showing and he was seeing what she looked like. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know. That's Talk what I'm about thinking. that trauma. Yeah. Jeez, what would you what do you think he would do to her if he had the chance? I don't know. We haven't really seen Sadiq in a in that way yet. So I don't know. Put her head on a spike. <laughs> I think Carol wants to do that. That's who I can see doing that. So Yeah. Just impale her with the entire Because yeah. Carol has no problem getting business done when she has to get it. And I think that's why we all love Carol. Mm-hmm. You know, she loves hard. She cares about her people. But man, if you like do the wrong thing, she's going to set things straight. So weird. She ha- weird that uh, Alpha had a blade and not that wire when she cut that other woman's head off in the group. Remember, she cut a woman's head off in the group, in her group. Oh, her group. Yeah. Group, remember? Uh-huh. She had this wire. Yeah. So and it's weird that she had a blade instead of just using her like I would have thought that that would be her way of taking heads off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, because you mean I saw her with a Yeah. I, I don't Sadiq, okay. yeah. You said Sadiq saw her with the blade. Yeah. But there were so many. Maybe she was chopping everybody's heads. I don't yeah. know. I, I thought swore... that would have been her signature way, yeah. her signature I move. Yeah. I saw blade. Oh, okay. When you rewatch this episode, look, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was mm. a big blade that I saw. All I know there was blood all over the place. I got to watch it. Um and Sadiq, he had that awkward encounter with the new town doctor named Dante. I was a little bit confused about that part. I'm like, what? I just kept tripping out because I'm like, who's this actor? I've seen him before. And he was in that show that I was watching, Snowfall. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he was kind of hilarious. And I know. It was awkward, like you said. I was like, yeah. what? Just so strange. And then he was like... Oh, do you want to kiss me now or something? Yeah, because you keep staring at my lips. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but it is. I don't think you're Sadiq's um, type. Uh, type, right. But, yeah. you know, who knows? Um, but, but then he's all thinking he's sharp because he's wearing a doctor's coat. He's all, we're like, God. We're <laughs> like, God. <laughs> he's so awkward. Yeah, he didn't. It was funny because at first I thought he was a doctor, but then the way he was talking, I'm like, are you just, like, read a medical book or something? Yeah. Because you did not come off as, like, being a doctor. Or he's so. an actor. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just so funny. Um, but, yeah, it was great to see that there's another doctor on duty. And it's not just the Deeks, especially that he's going through PTSD. I know. Yikes. That's so true. <laughs> so, Alpha and Carol. Okay. So, at the very end. After they're fighting the fire, Daryl and Carol are up on a ridge and they're talking about running away. And Daryl tells Carol he needs her to stay or else he's punching holes in all the boats. And he walks away and she starts to follow him. But she noticed something down below. And oh, my God, it's Alpha. She appears and she looks up and they lock eyes and she knows that they have crossed the line, and Carol is not scared. She looks pissed. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see Alpha come out sort of like basting in the sun. Mm-hmm. And she looks up at Carol, and I was like, whew, that look she gave her. It was like a cat, like a lion. or like, Yeah. That was her right. prey. Yes. Um, But they're there, and there was a fire, and 
I don't know. They didn't come out. They guess they didn't care. I don't know. There's, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not sure. Maybe they live in a cave. I'm not sure. So maybe they just arrived. Who knows? <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. But yeah, like the way that she like moved her head and then looked up and saw her. Uh-huh. Gave me the... She almost looks like she was doing a, like a, I don't know, like a dance to the sun or something. I don't know. She had this, this way about her, but then that's her. It's almost right? like she was waking up to me like, oh, and then she sees her. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> They're in for it. Yeah. Scary. I'm scared. Yeah. Um, so Diana, what other things did you notice in this episode? Well, I've mentioned a little bit earlier, but the walkers in the beginning were so awesomely done. Mm-hmm. I mean, some were waterlogged, some were translucent. I mean, you could see through their legs. Oh. Yeah. I just thought they were missing skin. You you could... Well, oh, it was like the bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you could see, like, past them. I mean, it was yeah. so... So they're all rotten and deteriorating. Yes. It mm-hmm. was it was very cool. And I mm-hmm. had heard Greg Nicotero comment on that, how he was really proud of, the, I think, the first three walkers that came out, that they really worked to make them different than previous walkers. So um, I cool. noticed them, and then he, I heard him say that. So it was like, yeah, I, I did notice that. So, and then Luke has lost some weight. Totally. And Jules, a new person, flirts with him. And I also recently read, now this just is a theory, but I guess there might be like a whisper, a traitor whisper. Not, wait a minute, she's not a traitor. She's a whisperer, but she's posing as a regular person. Oh, she's a spy? Yeah, a spy. And so people were commenting, well, could it be Jules? And maybe she's going to kill Luke because in the comics... I guess Luke may not live that long. I don't know. But things don't go exactly by the comic, so it's hard to say. Isn't it funny he's still wearing his blazer? I know. I did. No, I did. I said that to myself. I'm like, why is he wearing a blazer? <laughs> I did. I thought that was funny. I know. And then baby Coco loves that music. Aww. And, um, you know, uh, Eugene turns it off and then the baby starts crying uh-huh. and Rosita comes and turns it back on. I'm not sure what song it was. I was going to look that up, but I haven't. And I noticed that this baby did not look like Rosita or Sadiq. Okay. It looked more like Eugene. Oh, I'm like, why does this baby not have brown skin? I don't understand it. Aww, such a cute baby. So, um, such he, a cute of baby. Of course, the baby's cute. And, um, I, and you had mentioned it, it. I just think it's very interesting that there's these three men and one woman raising this baby. Mm. Three men and a three baby. men. Three I men know. And a baby. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Yeah. They're all there. I mean, you know, Father Gabriel's the current beau, and Sadiq's the father, and Eugene's the wannabe father. So I don't know. Hopefully, I feel like Eugene's probably the best dad right now. Because yeah. Sadiq has got his issues, and then Father Gabriel's kind of, you know, figuring out yes what they're what they need to do and everything. Yeah, he doesn't seem very hands on as a as a father at all. No, I feel like Sadiq is being very loving toward the baby, and Eugene's being very uh, statistical about the <laughs> He's baby. So funny. 
So it's really interesting. And there's this relationship developing between Connie and Daryl. And he communicates through sign language and has a book tucked in his back pocket. And it's a sign language book. So it's kind of cool that he wants to learn. Aww. That's so sweet. Yeah. And then there was two instances where other movies inspired this episode. So um, that I heard this from Greg Nicotero. So Jaws, um, they used uh, shark teeth in um, RJ's bucket of the things that he found. Mm-hmm. And also The Thing by John Carpenter, um, which was the satellite in the in the opening sequence and then it falling to earth so he was paying tribute to other movies which i love when they do that it just shows you know a director's love for filmmaking so it's just very cool and it was kind of sad that lydia can't read you know because that means her mother did not want to teach her to read Mm. so oh that's so sad yeah she maybe didn't think that it mattered anymore. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Lydia, too. You know, she's been seen by the current group as she's still a whisperer. And I feel bad for her because people, at the, you know, during the re- this educational um, classroom time. Yeah. Um, they were like, Ew, what are you doing here? Yeah. She's all, I'm trying to learn how to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Punks. Yeah. Um, and then we see Kelly, she's losing her hearing, and Connie tells her it's not a disability, it's a superpower. Mm-hmm. But that's really scary. I know. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know when people are talking to me. Like, she I can't know. tell. I didn't realize that, that at first. When I watched it the second time, I, I really honed in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Yumiko, she finds a camp, and the group finds um, that body skin um and so they're thinking maybe that's part of a whisperers um where they have once been there or but it's weird that it was like a big piece Uh, yeah of a body yeah so what the heck are they gonna start coming from the ground i don't i was trying to figure out what that person's body too i'm like wait do they have skin do they not have skin why is their body down there i yeah, couldn't it was tell a pretty gross couldn't see it and, very well um decomposed yeah pretty nasty all gray um and then gabriel and negan talk and negan tells gabriel how to manipulate the truth to keep the community mm-hmm. from worry um yeah that negan he's interesting Mm-hmm. yeah he's like just lie to him I know. And also, he's just out. And I know that they allowed him out and they're all telling him, don't talk to people. Don't do this. Don't do that. But I mean, he's just out. He could just run off. He could just go run off and stab people. If he, I mean, if he was, you know, Negan. But uh, I mean, he could do anything, right? It's just weird how they just kind of trust him being out like that. But I guess he did go away once and he came back. So maybe they trust him that much. I don't know. But they ignore him. Because did you see when they all walked out? Yeah. And he asks them about something and they all just three walk by. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Funny. Not giving him the time of day. I know. And then Carol and Ezekiel, the, you know, you mentioned when yeah. she came home from the boat trip that I just thought it was really awkward. And I feel really bad and, and kind of disturbing that she's closed him off and then she goes and runs to Daryl. And yeah. I was just disturbed by that. I just didn't, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. A, I guess she's. Yes, I understand that she's going through it, but I yeah. just. 
Don't like to see that, I guess. I know. I know it was hard. Well, she didn't completely ignore him, thank goodness. At least she just said, hi, hi, hi. But you could tell it was like she was trying to rush through it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just think we're not in yeah. seventh grade, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, whatever. And he, like you said, he's a good guy. He is. He, I don't think he deserves that. Like, his pain, he has pain, too. Yeah. So I just don't like that. But it's I just feel bad. Well, we know he's going to go into the arms of Michonne soon enough, so... <sighs> well, well, we'll see where that goes. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Diana. Yes. Why do you love the show The Walking Dead? I love the show because it's so exciting. It has these epic moments and also these tender ones, too. You know, the battle at Oceanside and the fire were huge. And then the moments between brother and sister Judith and RJ and Daryl and Carol are very special. And we get to see these and other relationships develop. And it's all among the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Yes. So I love all of that. That's good. What about you? Why do you love this show? Well, I love the show. This is actually um, my number one favorite show. Um, it's a show that I binge watch um, and I've rewatched all yeah. seasons. Uh-huh. Like I'll do it. It seems like every year I will watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, but see, I love drama. I love to be scared. Uh-huh. I love relationships. Uh-huh. I love apocalypse. I love the unknown and i've loved these characters and i love that a lot of these characters have survived i'm very sad when they pass away but i love this show because it just it's just i'm growing with it yes you know 100 percent. so yeah um if if you could give an award to your favorite character quote or moment who would you give your award to I have to give it to Daryl and Carol. Aww. Um, That friendship is the most special thing. And when he called her his best friend and she called him out on it, it was my favorite part. I mean, I love their friendship. I love how they are with each other. And I just, I just think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's good. They have the most perfect chemistry, and I think it comes because in real life, they're friends, too. Oh, nice. And so yeah. I just think it's... I love it! Yeah. I love them! They, they Brooke, what about you? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Uh, my favorite quote of this episode was by Michonne. We have to choose to be good. We have to choose to be the good guys, even when it's hard. And the minute that we start to question that, we lose sight of it. That's when the answer to that question starts to change. And that's scarier than any skin mask. Awesome. That's an awesome Deep. Quote. Yeah. So I felt that was, you know, the insight of it, the deep, dark truth of it. And, you know, um, you don't want to lose sight of what's happening out there. So you're right. Yeah. I really just thought that was a good quality and a good quote um, mm-hmm. coming from her. Yeah. Um, Diana. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you watching? Well, did you watch Talking Dead? No, not oh, yet. Oh, it's good. Okay, okay, so Talking Dead is good. This was a great Talking Dead. Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl. Melissa McBride, who plays Carol. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan. Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith. 
Angela Kang and Greg Nicotero. Oh. They were all on it. And Where I, were they? They were on, there, the set. on the set. Yeah, on the set. And yeah, okay, so it was, I gotta watch so it. it was yeah, Norman, Melissa and Jeffrey down on the couch and then the Angela and Greg were in the back and then Kaylee came out later just for a little bit. Oh, okay. She just came out for just a tad and went back. Um, but it was just so good to hear from them. You'll really enjoy it. And I I love the show because it gives you really insight, um, like I said, about the characters and and you know what they're going through and what we can look forward to. And um, so it was great. So anybody that's watching The Walking Dead, you must watch The Talking Dead. I also am continuing to watch Mayans OC. I just watched... Where I'm on season two, episode six. Oh, there was another. I mean, every episode, something's happening. And I love it when shows can do that. It's like, what? What are you doing? So much is happening. There's so much like corruption and 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 drama and secrets. And it's just so good right now. I'm really, really enjoying it. Is it Mayans OC? Mayans I, MC. Oh, MC. I'm all, are Sorry. they in Orange County? I know. I do watch that. That's why I'm so confused. Oh, okay. Mayan, Mayans MC. MC. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, it's a little Real Housewives on Mayans. I was like, <laughs> wow, they're right there in Orange County? That's crazy. <laughs> no. And I'm watching The Connors, okay. which makes me laugh. It's it's good. Uh, Who was in it? Dan Aykroyd? No, the Connors was Roseanne show. Yeah, but I oh, think there's oh. a guest. Dan oh. Aykroyd is supposed to be guest appearing in one oh, of the episodes. Oh, not this one yet. Maybe the future ones. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, Lori Metcalf as Jackie makes me laugh so hard. She, I loved her on the first go around with Roseanne, and she's so good now. She cracks me up so bad. She makes me laugh out loud, and I love people that do that. So I'm enjoying the Connors. That's cool. Um, just keeping up with all the other shows, uh, all my reality shows that I watch. Um, but I also watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's Marvel movie about... Have you seen this? Not yet. It's Not on yet. my okay. demand. Marvel movie about Jean Grey as a young woman who develops incredible powers at Turner into Dark Phoenix, and the rest of the X-Men have to team up to try and save her and the world. Sophie Turner, a.k.a. Sansa Stark, plays Jean Grey, also stars uh, James McAvoy, who I love, Michael Fassbender, who I love, and Jennifer Lawrence, who is great. And I, okay, so I have to tell you, going into this, I didn't realize it, it took a different path than the original X-Men movies because I thought it was going to be the same path as the previous ones. But I guess there was a break in the Marvel X-Men movies mm-hmm. and it takes a different path. So there's a different storyline. So it, it doesn't really uh, specifically tie into the first batch of X-Men movies with you know, Wolverine and everybody. You've seen them so, all? Yes. But I just kept saying, why does this seem off? Why, Like, why does Storm, you know, have an accent in this one when Halle Berry doesn't have an accent in that one? And, you know, I just had all these, you know, how people are different roles, you know, how Mystique is different in this role than she was over there. Um, so uh, it's just very different. So I had to 
go back and read about it. But anyways, I do want to say it did not get the greatest of reviews, but I liked it. And maybe it's because I like X-Men, but um, I did appreciate it and I did like it. So I would say if you're, you know, Marvel's X-Men fan, you would like it too. Okay. We have, we're going to watch it. Okay. What else? What are you watching? Um, I have my Orange County Housewives, which is... See? Oh, oh my gosh. They are so crazy. <laughs> they are. But I think I my favorite that. person right now is Tamara. Uh-huh. Um, maybe a little bit of Shannon. Not really, but yes, maybe. I don't know. I like them all in their own way. Right. I do, um, too. Because I've been watching them since season one. Me, too. I and, have, too. And, uh, yeah, they just surprise me all they the time. Do. They're just a wild bunch they the are. new lady uh bronwyn, bronwyn. uh-huh like i i'm not here to judge but i know hell? i thought oh i'm like oh her husband's so nice they've got a nice marriage they have these seven kids, kids. and then and then she just like starts talking about just uh, weirdness menage yeah. a trois like yeah. i was like why uh, what oh, oh they were even the, the housewives are like what yeah <laughs> But I feel like she kind of threw Tamara under the bus because she was like, oh, Tamara and Eddie do it, too. I'm like, she never said that that we saw. Right. I mean, I didn't even hear her she say said that. that. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So I think their reunion is going to be like. I, well, I don't know. And who's to say what or what? But it just does not seem like Tamara or Eddie's thing because they would both be like, uh-uh. Like, yeah. Because they would be jealous. Do you know what I mean? It would yeah. be like, no way. Yeah. You know, so. We'll see. I, I'm looking forward to the reunion then mm-hmm. because, like, Vicky and um, Kelly. Yeah, that's had a crazy. really weird. I know. Sometimes Kelly out. goes out the deep end. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So these ladies, they're just, they're, they're very <laughs> entertaining to watch. I only watch it when my kids are not home. I will not put it on when the kids are home. Yeah. I will not do that yeah. just because it's my guilty pleasure. I love their fashion. I love their hair. I love their makeup. I love their craziness. Yeah. I love the trips that they go on. Uh-huh. I know I do. Um, I love I love it when they go on trips. Yeah. <laughs> Something always happens. Oh my so gosh, it's crazy. It is. It's a crack up. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm watching that. And then I watched the recommended show from last time that we met. You told us to check out Unbelievable on Netflix, which I did. I loved it. Uh, I loved the it. detectives cracking that case on this rape case and there was like a serial rapist. Um, and then there's one rape case that was just kind of swept under the rug and thrown out. And she was accused by the police and coerced to say that this was made up. Mm-hmm. And that was BS. So mm-hmm. it just show, goes to show um, what lengths people will go and what they will not do, yeah. you know, uh-huh. um, and how that how that affects people and i think this was a very strong message mm-hmm. um to be put out there and to be heard yeah. uh, for a lot of people yeah okay um this is not something that should be taken lightly it's based so. on a true story okay this really happened it's crazy yeah it's a, it was a pulitzer prize winning story so um i i loved i loved all the actors didn't you think the actors were so actors good? were really good yeah yeah. Yeah. It, it it definitely grabs you in the beginning. It's a very good, well done um, eight episode series. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Unbelievable on Netflix. Thank you so much for your recommendations on your 
shows and movies that you've watched. You're um, welcome. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We totally need your feedback. We'll be uploading a new episode Tuesday, October 29th. Next show will be on The Walking Dead Season 10, Episodes 2 and 3. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.